towards the free kick. Colaccini nearly got ahead on him. Chiotte, great strike! Oh! It's an absolutely fantastic goal! Would you believe it? Divo Carigi! Balotelli, Aguero! Staggering! Just staggering! Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Another episode of DeMartin Download. Ian Gilmore, Adam Baker, Luca Maloney. Gentlemen, welcome in. Thanks for being here on another wonderful Thursday. It's not as good as last uh, last Thursday's was. It's been exactly a week since the Newcastle takeover went through. And uh, I don't think I'll ever come off that high. You probably shouldn't. We're still in the honeymoon, but now every link is just becoming more and more legit. Yeah, it's, well, it, well, there's so many links, it's almost, it's almost like it's getting annoying. But I'm not, I, I'm not going to take it for granted because... Uh, the links we had before were like Jeff Hendrick and all these no-name players that we have now. Got the Newcastle kid on today to support. Um, yeah, so uh, Steve Bruce being here is still interesting to me. Is it seeing he, as he was supposed to get sacked on Monday? Isn't he about to get his thousands to get whatever? I can't pronounce. Next one is the the yeah. thousandth he's on game. Nine, he's on nine 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 right. Yeah, now. Yep. I think we should can him. Don't give him a thousand. <laughs> Isn't it against Chelsea too? We know Spurs. against Tottenham. Oh, against Spurs against Lucas team. It's all of a sudden more winnable. Play a but, back seven uh, or something like that. <laughs> if Bruce is still in charge, it'll be a nil-nil. You know the boys want to win it for Bruce. You know, I'm still not too sure just how those betting odds come to fruition. Like, why is he then leading any type of Newcastle United ma- next managerial odds? I don't know. Do you see how happy he looks on Instagram with his wife and kids? It's like, <laughs> that guy doesn't want to leave his spot. He, like, he would hate to leave. I feel like that guy's the most like locked into only two possible jobs at this point. Maybe three, but I don't think Carlo's leaving Madrid. But... Hey, Lampard was like the favorite for a bit there, and then it was Brennan Rodgers, and then Brennan Rodgers said, "I don't want anything to do with them." <laughs> Respect. Lucien hey. Favre is up there still. Uh, hey, Favre can be the bridge. You just need that bridge manager. Is that who you said? Yeah, that's my. Uh, that was my prediction. That was that was a good one. Because I know he he denied the Palace job, so clearly he's looking for some sort of uh, direction in his Premier League mid table side, and <laughs> Newcastle's only going up from here. Hopefully. Uh, should be. AS. Hopefully. A- I know we usually start with MSU soccer. Does any part of you still worry about getting relegated this season? Yeah. Yeah. It's I-, I mean, no wins in seven. And it's not like we can buy players right now. Yeah, if you just make it. Well, yeah, you just got to hope, I guess, it gives That would be the- hilarious. Like, from an outside perspective, get bought by $400 billion owners and then go down. Have the most expensive roster in, in the Champions champ- League yeah. <laughs> in championship history. In like English history, yeah, probably. Actually, yeah. And it's in the championship. That'd be absurd. Okay. Um MSU stuff. Let's start men's soccer. Uh weird weird last week. Like three games in the past seven days. Um English week. Yeah, yeah, really. Um really? uh started with a two two draw at Michigan. You know, you say that out loud and you don't give any context around it, you probably take it. I mean, a point on the road at Michigan. Great, but the way they played in the second half, going up 2-1, having a ton of momentum, you kind of feel like maybe it was two points dropped. They went to a, a back five with 15 minutes to go, gave up a goal, and then couldn't find anything in overtime. I don't know. How how'd you guys feel about that one? I usually, like, we were all a little skeptical about how they started parking the bus towards the end. And, well, I, I'm I'm still with it. I don't think you should have. I think... I guess the the lean back could have been last season when they're up one nil at DeMartin and then they're pushing to make it two nil and with three minutes left Jackson Reagan scored to send it to overtime. But it's no, you got you you kinda it's like what we you said about the Indiana game. If there was gonna be a year, it's gotta be this year. Or you know, could have easily been this year. So I do think overall still two points dropped and just Yeah. I yeah, it's just a tough one to let slip again. Yeah, I was just personally frustrated with the way they conceded that final goal because, as you saw now against Western, it's almost the same story. Keeper, the ball, long ball. For as good middle. as he's been this season. Yeah, for as long as yeah, for And for Morse, for like the career he's played here at Michigan State, made, made some great saves. But lately, you know, that ball comes into the middle of the box. He's coming out to get it. He can't quite calculate the, the catch or the punch away. And it slips to the head of the tallest man in the box, which happens to be the opposition's player. I guess and any scores, and this obviously isn't a knock on Stone. It's his height. No, it's not, I guess that's the unfortunate nature. Yeah, when get taller. Best, when your best center back is the shortest of the three, yeah. he, has, he has to hang by <laughs> by his hands. He well, you that. think Incho would be better in the air as well? Yeah, 
Yeah, even remember how Beast Morel was in the air too. So, Wait, I, not seeing him for a while is interesting. It, it's been weird because we've like been I know so maybe he's out of favor and out of form, but still, like yeah. we've been so accustomed to seeing him play in that back too. So. I think I, I think I went as far as to say like he could be first team Big Ten this year, and now he hasn't played in yeah. what like seven eight games because he was yeah. uh, he was uh, for me he was arguably the the strongest central defender that I would that agree. Michigan State had. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah, and I guess it's it's tough when we don't exactly know when they're injured or not to know like if that's what started it or if it was form that benched him. Right. But no, it is definitely surprising because I thought Incho completely fell out of favor early in the season, and then all of a sudden he's starting every game. Yeah, it's interesting backline situation. Um, but <clears throat> I thought it was impressive the way they came out at halftime. Whatever Damon's been saying in these halftime talks this year, they've been working like a charm because. They looked quite bad in the first half against Michigan. They just didn't look good. And then they come out, they score two goals in the first eight minutes. Nick Stone avenges his own goal, and they get in front. It just, I mean, it showed a flash of, like, what this team can do and how they can just take it to anyone in the country, really. Absolutely, because they play fast. They play really confident at times. But then there are other times they are just unsure about their positions on the on the pitch. And there was a few chances they had. I know Farai had one to potentially go up 3-1. Yeah. Which That's is, the other thing why you probably feel like a two-point drop is because there was many chances to put it away. So, I mean, obviously it's it's still good to see the attacking, like that it wasn't two fluky goals. Like you could actually build the attacking rhythm throughout the whole half. But, yeah, when the result doesn't fall your way, obviously things get a little uh, less positive. Um, And then, I mean, they bounce back and, and, and do really well against Rutgers. They go up 1-0 and then give up a goal on a set piece. So, again, aerial problems is the name of the game. But... They grab it, and they get all three points in extra time. Jack Zuge with a, a classy finish off of a, a really good cutback from Johnny Ferry. It was, you know, it, it's a tough place to play. You're in New Jersey. It's your longest road trip of the season. It's rainy. It's, it's semi-cold and all the elements and all those things, and they still come out with three points. Yeah, and first conference win of the season, that was real important to get out of the way. Yeah, what? It went, well, what, four games? The first four without one. Yeah. Oh, unless, yeah, Michigan was the we fourth, not the that, fifth, yeah. right? Yeah. The fourth. yeah, they were yeah, the fourth. Yeah, no, getting that had to happen, and you're 10 minutes away from another road draw, so getting that yeah. one was nice. The goal it really reminded me, and although it's a, it's against Lucas' team, it'll bring him back to a good game. ZX's goal against Tottenham in the second leg, if you guys oh. remember it. I'm, tra- tra- I'm trying to rack my brain three. right now. Tadic cut it back. I think it was Tadic. Cut it back to him. Ziek onto the left, found the far post. Miris, yes. Uh, yes. Gianni, and... I mean, so it, yeah, it was just on the right. yeah, just on the other side. Yeah. But yes, it, it was, was the a, first ve- thing I thought of. a very clever finish. And Zuge, a guy who we don't see on the score sheet a whole lot, or like in the box ever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah we don't see him in the box. So for him to pull the trigger right away, first touch into the side netting was uh, was amazing to see against Orrin Asher too, who's been quite good this year. And not much of a yeah. long range shooter. Like no, we we, we Beck... haven't seen yeah we haven't seen him pull trig a lot of times. Like it's a, more been not, like Jack not like Beck. Jack Beck. You know, yeah. so if we see Beck in the box for the first time in a while, see, we're like, oh well, yeah. he's anywhere you know, back around the just, 18. Just you know he's 30, you know he's gonna sl- he's gonna try to slam it if in. If you see yeah. Beck anywhere like thirty yards out and he has five yards of space, he's going to take a shot. And more often than not, it's pretty dangerous. But yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I think it was a character win and. I mean, again, like, this team can stay with anyone. They've showed that this year. They've only been out of one game all season, and it was a fluke against Bowling Green. Yeah. The rest of it. And after that Rutgers game, their, uh, I think their strength of the schedule was up to one. We'll, uh, First in the country. It's back to four now, but still. Well, we can give them the ranked pass, but we can't forget Tulsa. Yeah. No, you're right for that. You are very right for that. Sorry. I forgot. 5-1. Yeah, yeah, they were never in that one. <laughs> that was a tough one. Also good to see, real good to see Gianni back on the stat sheet. Yes, even though it may, he's still finding that early season form. But I mean, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because he he started really, he started the season really strong. Then when he was out for about three or four games, we didn't see him. And then obviously he comes back, and it's been a slow transition and try to build a rhythm again. Yeah, he can't get replaced. I don't. No, I I know. I think the team plays so much better when he's on the pitch. I think he compliments Farai Mutatu much better. Yeah, and he's just right place, right time kind of player. He has a better – the positioning, I think, especially. The positioning and yeah. on-ball confidence. His only thing is he's kind of slow. It's tough to play him in behind. Yes, And sometimes is, they, they falter that. because of that. And he had, he had one game, I believe it was the game against – Against Penn, up against Penn State, where he had an option in front of goal, just kind of had a small angle, just and just kind of like shanked the shot a little bit. 
But other than that, his finishing is usually on target. Yeah, and Penn State was still the early. That was still before he got back into the lineup. Yeah. So he's kind of he's coming off the bench. He's he's still a little cold. Yeah. You hope to see a, a full return to that early season form in the final stretch. Because <laughs> before he got injured, it was a goal or assist in every game. Yeah, I think he was involved. He was involved in the majority of the goals yeah. in that first in that first half of the season. Got, all, got the whole season underway too. Yeah, it was yeah. all him and Miller. Yeah, and he, yeah, he scored the opening goal of the season. Got assist in the next two games. So I actually don't think these this. They're, so they're not. I was looking at the stats, trying to find if. Uh, so Will Perkins grabs another one too. Yeah. He, what he took a penalty earlier this? No, it was uh, it was a tiki taka down yeah, the right hand yeah. side. Yeah. And then this goal again, and this goal again, Rutgers a little bit of a fluke, try to cross it in, and then the rain just makes it skip into the back post. I'll give him the chip, but I guess there's two uh, not questionable goals, but it, it you know when you you double take the intent, I feel like on both of them. Yes. No. Yes. The, well, the the chip, I I I would I would, I would include it in that conversation <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. But so with Zuge scoring, I think that's ten different players have scored this year. It's pretty impressive. It yeah. is. And come from just about anywhere. It's not just for I, but it's for I and the rest of the team, and they're about equal in their <laughs> in their goal scoring. Right. Um. And then okay, so all of that you get, you know, you get four points. From I at Michigan at Rutgers, those are that's I, I think that is a successful a, trip. It's successful that is trip. A good trip. Yep. When you put it like that. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> don't even get me started on these. But I don't why, and I they all do it, and I don't get it. Why are they playing non-conference games? I don't want to call them throwaways because that's a little I don't know overlooking. Indiana is a throwaway. Yeah, Indiana is all okay. throwaways. All right, yeah, that was because a they just want scrim- to pad the scrimmage because they just want to pad. Yeah, trying. <laughs> Who is trying? Well, I, thought, I thought trying was the last name of a player when you guys said no. why are they playing yeah. <laughs> Indiana nine trying nil. And yeah, it was when he said nil at half. half. <laughs> it's absurd. Stop it. He's already dead. Yeah, uh, they did, to be fair. They could have yeah. went, yeah. went for 15. Yeah, instead they stopped at nine. Didn't even get that. I would have gone for the double digits. Yeah, come on. Um, each player had Really trick. test the scoreboard <laughs> mechanics. But I mean, yeah, Indiana's their last, their last five games. Only two or two of them are non-conference. Like I, I know everyone does it, but why are they playing throwaway non-conference games in the middle of your hardest bit of the season in October, where you're playing two Big Ten games a week already? I don't know. I don't yeah. get it. So MSU goes to Western Michigan. Go away too. Away. Yeah. Not at home. <laughs> away. You go to Western. I know it's a short trip, but they lose two nil to Western Michigan. Uh, I, I, I like I. <laughs> What do we even take away from that? Honestly, for me, I, I I texted you guys this in the chat last night. I was like, Damon's not gonna lose sleep over a two 0 loss against Western, and but the thing that's caught my eye the most was the squad wasn't really rotated, especially in the starting eleven. Which so you think I would, it would be? Yeah. We, so yeah, exactly. Going into this game, you're, play, you're playing Western. Yeah. Get some legs out there, you know. Get fresh, the younger the younger players on there, and and see what they can do, and rest up for Sunday's game, but. It was a bit of a split decision. You had about six players come off the bench, including goalkeeper Lance McGrain. Yeah, if he would have, because there was the same thing 2019, Oakland, this exact game of the season, and they played a full rotated lineup. So I was like, okay, that's, right. a, that's, yeah. a, com- that's a complete, just ignore it. I think I'm a little more, and I said it in the group yesterday, I think I'm a little more critical of the result than you guys. And I guess the re- what I'll run... Just to get your feedback. It's understandable. On yeah. the, you my, lose 2-0 to an RPI 125 yeah. team. And my, my my points, my takeaways were, one, I mean, if you come into a game at 500, no one wants to fall down to a losing record, I think, right. regardless. Now you got to win. Especially if you're capable of getting yeah. a win. Yeah. Now you got to win two of your last three to get above it. Yeah. Um, it's inner Michigan. We obviously know how to yep. hold the— want to win the state of Michigan. Before the Western Michigan game in 2019, Damon said we, the first goal is to be the best team in Michigan. And I guess th- this is a more minor point. It is technically still a revenge game. You, A lot of these players were there when they lost at home to Western two years ago. And I think the biggest one for me is you've played three MAC teams this season and you're 0-3. Mm. I, feel like I didn't think about ooh. that. And I, I rechecked the, the MAC conference the whole time just to make sure Cleveland State wasn't in there without me realizing or something. Right, they're event- Horizon. Yeah, they yeah. eventually found out they're Horizon. But, you know, I feel like... Akron, you, Bowling Green, Western? yeah. You know. To be fair, probably the three best teams in the MAC. Yeah, no, no. But and still, it's yeah. not like, and it's everything in accumulation. It's not like Western was supposed to be some glorified scrimmage. Like I'm not saying that, but 
it's not like yeah you it's not like you you didn't have to win it, but I don't think it's a fully excusable. Yeah, loss. I mean obviously in these type of games you at least want to put on a performance and and get the intensity at, at least from the other players, not the starting eleven, but intensity from the bench players, the reserves, get their intensity on the pitch and see what they can do and can they get impactful minutes in the last four games of the season, three four games of the season, or just see your starters ball out. Yeah. And I just, yeah, we didn't get to say either of those yesterday. I would also like to retract my statement about the three best teams in the MAC because Western is in sixth out of seven. Yeah, but I thought, I think they're only 0 1 right now. They're 4 4 and 4 overall. overall. Wow. Um, but they haven't played. And in, in the conference, they're 0 1. Yeah, I don't know what's up with MAC's starting pace. But... Well, they only have seven teams, so they only play six conference games. Mm. Yeah, Unless they don't. How, how's their non conference schedule looking apart from us? Uh, I know they tied Cleveland State. That's the only noticeable one I took. And just yeah, as Michigan yeah, State yeah, played Cleveland, them. Yeah, Cleveland State plays as well. They Bowling beat Green. Butler 2-0. Okay. They tied with Purdue-Fort Wayne. They beat Oakland. Lost to ranked Kentucky, right? Unless that was Ohio State. That might have been. Uh, no, no, no. It was, it was it, yeah. It was them. They played at Kentucky. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, I I just, you don't schedule a game like that if you don't win. Yeah. I know it's, Western is regularly good every year, but still. Good offense. Yeah, they have a, a good It's a game you go in and you players. have to win. Charlie Sharp, as I said yesterday, the Bronco Buka. <laughs> You're right for that. Two games against Spart- State, two Spartan game killer. winners. Spartan for real. Um, okay, so they move on from that. They got Ohio State on Sunday. Yours truly and Adam on the call for Big Ten, or Big Ten Plus. I have to get the naming right. Come on. Um, I still don't all the time. Read, read Luca's preview and review. Shameless plug. Yes, we'll be there as well. Um, Ohio State, not great this year, but they've beaten Akron. Um, I think they beat someone else good. Bowling Green. They beat they beat Akron. They beat, they beat Bowling Green. So, on paper, I mean, you know, it looks like maybe they'll, hey, they might, maybe they want to be the best in Ohio. State, but, um, homie I, homie it, who uh, scored the opener and got a red, Richardson or whatever, who got Erlinson, who got the goal and yeah, oh, Erlinson. the opener and red missed a penalty in overtime to win it for Bowling Green. <laughs> That's just insane. Exactly. Yeah, but they're just, they haven't put a goal on the board in the last three games. Really? And it's yeah. gotten progressively worse. 1-0, 2-0, 3 <laughs> So they lost to Northwestern, who was one of the weaker teams in the Big Ten. Lost to Wisconsin, who's actually picking up some kind of traction right now. And then lost to Indiana. What a stretch. If, if Erlinson scores that penalty, it's a four-game losing. It's a five-game losing streak. Jeez. Ooh. That is rough. Yeah, but I mean, they have some wins. Like it's crazy. Nah, like, yeah, not not beat the... Akron, beat Cleveland State, beat Bowling Green. They actually yeah. did. They play the same exact non-conference. They might have <laughs> just scratch Oakland because they got West Virginia in there. They only lost one yeah. 0 to West Virginia. They tied Creighton, beat Memphis. Yeah, but what a stretch! Indiana, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan. Oh my gosh! So they'll be de- they'll definitely Ohio I mean, State will definitely be prayers up to Ohio State. And then you don't even get to end at home with the Rutgers away. Jeez, oh, that's killer. So predictions for Sunday? Do they bounce back? I do. do they think go on a skid. I do think they'll bounce back, and I really think you got to keep a clean sheet in this game. You've there's been mistakes in the last few. I think both of the we, we were watching the Western ones before we started recording. Two preventable goals. The goals were not good. The goals were not good. The goals were not okay. good. He's the thing is, can I it. just, can I just, I think they need to keep a clean sheet. I don't know if I can rule out the possibility of another defensive mistake. And I don't think I will. I'll go 2 1. State? Was, yeah. yeah, we'll go Ferry and. Do we get our, no, I was going to say first double of the season. First non Ferrari double of the season, maybe? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go 1 0 Michigan State. Um, again, I, I doubt their defensive abilities too, and to keep a clean sheet. But seeing that Ohio State is just not performing in front of goal, I think Damon will have to tell his team, hey, keep, let's keep it that way. So, yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 for Michigan State. I'm going to say it's going to be a Ferrari. It's going to be a Ferrari. If, if State's not up at halftime, I don't think they win the game. Mm. No. Unless they and do I don't it see this, I don't see this. I don't see this game going tie, being tied either. Looking, and going a full 110 minutes without a goal or what, just that 1-1. Yeah, I mean – because, okay, if it goes to halftime and they dominate like they did in Indiana and Penn State and don't capitalize, you know, you just worry about the deja vu factor. And yeah, no, the, the key I mean, here is to, kick, maybe is to one kill one. them off early. I yeah. think it's interesting what happened last year, too. 
It was a debacle it's, when they played Ohio State last year at at home. Well, not well, at home. Oh, at, at, at Lansing home Catholic. Lansing Catholic. Um, also, rip Comrex uh, uh, trial port, trial at Lansing Catholic. Um, <laughs> but you know, this was the same kind of feeling. Like we felt like, hey, you know, Ohio State's not great. They'll probably bounce back against them. Um, you know, it's a good team to try to get you know your morale back up and everything. And then they go and get. I don't know, not dismantled, but oh, I just remember there was they, they there was bad. there was no happiness, there was no hope, there was nothing in that team against Ohio State last year. No, because no. I think they conceded early. I forgot if the the set piece that went through everyone was the it opener was or free, the yes, second. It was, it was the a free. Opener. It was the opener. Is that yeah. free kick that we were all just left stunned? And then and then really? the, the second one was in the second half, and it was some like weird goal line type thing. Yeah, it was a goalkeeping error too. I oh, think yeah, it, it either bounced off the back of Morse. Wasn't it like there was this huge scramble? They got away, they got away from it miraculously, and then on the following corner, Ohio State still scored. I think something like that. Yeah, and then they were mad at the ref, which happened. I feel like that trying to try to scapegoat. Yes, I feel like that's been happening a lot this season. Yeah. Well, I mean, for women's, it's been worse. The refereeing. Yeah. Well, well, I thought not to go back too far. Remember the Penn State goal? How Morris almost had his hand on the ball, and then. Yeah, he didn't kick it out of his yes. hands. Like I think it was a legal yes. goal with good reason. No, it was. Yeah. I kind of yeah. expected that one that there would be a little bit of a a Cleveland State esque flare up after, but right. I think they're more just deflated because it was so late. I, 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 I can see it going both ways. Like I could literally see him losing three nil, and I could also see him just exploding like five one or something like that. But it's, I, it's really we've had a tough time predicting results for this. Yeah, team. it's not this, easy. this entire season because it could go one or two ways or even more. And I think we always try staying positive, and then get the, brought he, back to reality. Yeah, yeah, because we know because we, we know what they're capable of. when, yes. they, when they play going, a full, yeah, when they play a full ninety them. minutes and they're playing really well, you know what they're capable of. But there's these defensive lapses in concentration or whatnot that they shoot themselves in the foot. Also, putting a game away, just like putting scoring. the win. Yeah, it's not one yeah. of their strong or, suits. Yeah, closing. Yeah, closing games is not one of their strong suits, and it hasn't been for a while. I'm gonna say, one one. One one throughout 110 one, minutes. One. Yep. I'm just, I I just don't know. What to, I don't know what to. Yeah. That's that's the best I got. I would. I, I, yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I, I, was hope, like, I, I hope, hope someone not wins. because I was. I like the games where even if it's wins. Ohio State, just someone. Yeah, especially with like a senior-driven <laughs> team, they want to win. <laughs> no, also I'll update my second score, Salah, if he can. Okay. If he plays, so, yeah, make my Sunday enjoyable. I have to keep my um, gripes about Ohio State to myself because we're on the call this weekend. Of course. And we're live on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook Thank viewers. Thank you. <laughs> okay, women's soccer, nine one and three. They they just keep winning. They winning. just keep winning right now. Uh, they have one of the four, one and one in the conference. What their third, third yeah, right now? They're third place. I, I put some respect on this on the team's name. I mean, uh, they beat Ohio State. It was a one nil yeah. win. Lauren DeBow. This team only scores scores bangers. Scores bangers. Really, like they only score bangers. And then penalty kick gets called against them. What three minutes left? Yeah, at the, around the eighty seventh minute, Lauren Kozel brick wall. She is just. It was also not a great kick, but the, to, I mean, it's, it's still the pull you off. Have to a make save. the save. The you gotta save. pick the right way yes, and absolutely. go. It was a bit of a shaky shot. It was a shaky <laughs> shot, but yes, this women's team is is come going into their toughest stretch of the season because mm-hmm. they will be playing, arguably the two toughest teams in the conference with Michigan and Rutgers up up Thursday and then Sunday. So. It's a little break to play against two really good teams, so the next two games will determine where their benchmark is really at. How are they playing? Are are they still sticking to the system of 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 Jeff Hostler and that progressive, fast-paced style of play, or will they have to try to defend a little bit more and try to edge out some results and play a little dirty? I you know I feel like. <laughs> Hostler's got to be tired of all these doubters saying that this is their next test. This is their next test. Oh, but this this, this next one is going to be the real test, and I, I think I am guilty of it for sure. But we, I feel like it's just hard to believe the turnaround that has been made. It is, this, it is because you would have never predicted it. No. no. None of us did, and especially with the way they've done it. Four games left in the season, and they've only lost once. Yes. I, it's, it's, it's incredible. 
but their toughest game does come tonight against the against their biggest rivals. Yeah, I mean, your next two games are against number 22, and I think Rutgers is, what, 10 or 12, yeah. something like that? Yeah, so, I mean, I assume... That is a tough two-game stretch. Yeah. So I would assume Hostel's message away. to the women in this team would be go out there and prove yourselves. You know, no matter the result, prove, prove yourselves, prove your worth, and go out there and give a good game. And I don't think he's going to change up the style. No, I, I don't no, think so. He's no. he's very reluctant I, to change the starting eleven and the and the style of play. And for better, from my perspective, I don't absolutely, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, that. How good you've been absolutely. this season, I don't think. I just I almost think it sends a bad message to the team if you come into yeah this. Again, we're gonna say biggest game of the season for two in a row since Rutgers is the better of yeah. the two. But for you come into the Derby and you mess with your yeah, style, it's the Derby, Michigan. I think you gotta you gotta treat them like you can go at them, and I think. You said 2017 last time they beat yeah, Michigan. Yeah, 2017 was the last time. I think there's a lot of momentum they're carrying, and I guess to jump into the prediction early, I think they can take it. I think they will take it. Just personally, I think I I I'm predicting tonight it comes down to a two-two draw. Yeah, just, just re- repeat. Yeah, just like well, deja vu. Yeah, just like a week ago. Yeah, just like our boys a week ago. They, I, I think it's gonna be a two-two draw. I think it's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be aggressive. I think we're going to see. A lot of flares go, going off for both teams. I think intensity is going to be high. And given the way they're playing, and given the way they also, they didn't break against Ohio State because they were frustrated. They were going to go a lot, but they never got frustrated because in those moments that you that you get angry that things aren't going your way, boom, you concede. So credit to them for their resilience and their mental strength in those moments. Yeah, I, I think they get off to an electric start, play up to the occasion. Score with score early. Wimps. That's weird because they haven't scored early. That that was their theme. Early that was in their the season. thing right away. Yeah. But now, but now the teams have figured it out, or it just hasn't been happening for them. But lately, those early goals. So can they get started back on those early goals yeah. right away tonight? Part, part of me wants to say they'll come back from one down to win two one, but I don't know. I feel like there's going to be something about you know, I mean, it's a derby. Yeah. You don't have to try to play up to it. You, it's going to be there. It's a big game. Yeah. Get one early, win two one. Yeah, like I said, in Derby, it's not always going to be clean. But oh, of I, course, I, I think they might struggle if they go they go behind. Yeah, at any point in the game. Um, I mean, they have a better record than Michigan right now, nine two and three versus nine one and three. But Michigan's also played some really good teams. Yeah, and they're they so they're coming off three two win over Nebraska, which is kind of similar to Michigan State's. It should have been three two win. Um, but what a four game stretch. I mean, you play at Michigan at Rutgers. That is, it's it's tough. It's very demanding more than anything. So physically and mentally, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I don't see him winning tonight. I hate to be a pessimist. I'm gonna say two one Michigan. Michigan goes up two nil, and then they grab one late on, and make it a grandstand finish. But that's fair. Don't come with it. Rutgers beat the. They'll put up off a fight for sure. Rutgers is damn good. Four one yeah. last week. Rutgers, uh, Rutgers is currently run the six. Table. Yeah. yeah, Rutgers is currently undefeated in the conference with six with six wins. Yeah, it's and absurd. they haven't struggled. And their next game, which you know, unfortunately for Michigan State, the next game for Rutgers is going to be kind of like a practice for them because they're playing last place Maryland <laughs> on, yeah tonight. <laughs> so oh. so they get an, so they're going to literally get an extra session in before they face Michigan State. Hey, sometimes teams are due for that one dud of yeah, the season. Yeah, you never know. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, you never know in the sport. A, but and a team seven and zero in the conference with two games left after. I feel like that's that's prime time to ruin running the table. The other two, they'll be too focused. You know. You, yeah. You're, you're, you're like two games left. Let's two games yep. left. Yeah. Let's let's close this out. Three <laughs> games left coming up. <laughs> Man, maybe they'll beat Maryland six nil if uh, if it comes out the way Luca just talked about it. Who knows. But you know, they, Rutgers has a serial goal score is the problem. Man. You guys think there's any chance MSU beats them? You know, that just reminded me, 2019, when the te- last game of the season. Was it like 4-3 or something? They weren't good. They went up 2-0 early. Rutgers? To, no, Michigan State Michigan went up State. 2-0 early. To Rutgers' oh, credit. Oh, and then Rutgers came back. Rutgers were up 3-2 by halftime. I remember so this. So they, they, they righted the ship right away, but. I mean, I, it, it won't... It, it's, it's tough to like see them winning. I I'd say four one Rutgers. Yeah, no, I won't predict the win there. I'll go. I don't think they'll concede four. No, I think, I think they go two. I think they go two zero. Two zero. They they're they're down. They go down two zero potentially. It's uh, funny because like the start of the season, like we wouldn't imagine that there would be a game where this team doesn't score. And now, no, or, or even little... or even competing for a a possible second first place finish in the table. If you beat Michigan, you're really looking at a first. I mean, yeah. first second. 
If you, no, if yeah, if you come away with four out of the six points, oh, that would be fantastic. Th- th- that would be that... an extreme success. Jeez, uh, just pack your bags and get to the tournament at that point. Yes. Don't even play your last two games, especially no, no. with what uh, mark them down as wins. With what Rutgers did to Michigan's goal difference, e- exactly. Just everything kind of adding up for you, if you can get away with the draw. Exactly, but realistically, I think again, you're gonna get the two toughest matchups. Anything can happen at Michigan. I think Rutgers is. Unfortunately, going to going to be they're going to be on the wrong end of the stick. Third in the Big Ten right now is looking good though. I mean, thir- they're on thirteen points, and what top eight makes it? Yes, two yeah, behind the them are eleven. Makes it, then the, what, the first four are going to get the game One, at two, home. Three, so at least you at least you're going to get a home game in that big in that Big Ten tournament. So they're five points, or they're six points clear of ninth place. So like, I mean, four games to go. You got to think they're making it no matter what. And they play Maryland. In those last two games, Penn State is still good. Yeah, and you know, and Hostler's defense is going to be tested against Rutgers. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, and Michigan. Look, I'll read you this. Look, Rutgers forward Frankie Taliaferri has ten goals this season with six assists. Jesus. Last season, last season, this woman ended with ten goals in sixteen games. So she has already leveled her total from last season. They played sixteen games last season. Yeah, well, yeah, count, yeah, counting pre, counting the well, preseason. They yeah. went a little yeah, they, ways too in the postseason. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just I was thinking COVID. Women season, played they... what eleven? About a nine. Yeah, season. Uh, yeah, eleven games, nine, one and one. I, I, I one also forget that the women's Big Ten is bigger. And they've got the tournament. Yeah. But it's only the top eight, so we're not usually talking about. <laughs> yeah. In recent years, we haven't been, but that's turned around now. This is gonna be an interesting stretch. I'm excited to watch them and see how they do. Right tonight at seven p.m. Tonight at 7 p.m. What this game should be on Big Ten Network. There should never be a Michigan Michigan State game that's not on national television. And if they're gonna not put it it's on absurd. And if they're yeah. not putting it on national television, make it the East Lansing games. Yeah. You know, let it's us work it. Yeah, get some national. Actually, co- we did. I did call. I think with Bach in 2019. I think so. The three two. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Bit of a thriller. Shout out to Eric Bach. Shout him out. Okay, that's done for uh, MSU, MSU soccer. Last words? Yes? No? Yes? I think I got it all in. I think we got it. World football, international break. Uh, Nations League. France are the champ. What do we even call them? Champions, champions? of Europe? Champions, right yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, for, champions of the Nations League. I don't know about that. I don't think, the late, the I don't European think you, Nations started, League It started champs. three years ago. You, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, sorry, you, sorry, you, Luca. The Italy's crown is already gone. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um but what about that uh, the Thibaut Courtois interview after? Well, first, first, France the crazy comeback against Belgium to get to the final. Yes, that was. I mean, down two nil at half. That was one of the best games I've watched. It was a phenomenal game of football. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal game of football. Because Lukaku's goal was also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that so and then they played this third place game, Italy and Belgium, and none of them were happy about it. They I don't just know. kept saying money grabbing and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, yeah. I mean, to take it out, especially in the middle of World Cup qualifiers, too, they're a little bit frustrated that they have to come out and play this. So I understand. At least they got. At least you got to see some new people on the Italian starting eleven in for that game. So I was happy with that. And you know, it's Nations League. Roberto Mancini isn't going to be too frustrated about it. Yeah, it's a. Li- I mean, no, they're not wrong by any means to call third place games a money grab. I feel like I get it in the World Cup. Yeah, I, and or I, the Olympics. And I almost feel like UEFA can. If they think it is a money grab, I, I wonder if UEFA gets enough credit for not having one in the Euros, even though... That's weird, because in those bigger tournaments, you usually get one. I mean, yeah. even Copa America has well, a third place. I think... Uh, Gold Cup. I did, a, I, did a, <laughs> I did a history search on it many years ago. I think there was a big fight one year in the third place game, so like, yeah, yeah, no, we're not doing this again. Yeah, well, I mean, there's but, you could get a yeah, career-ending injury in a game that doesn't matter. Yeah, I can't say that was UEFA's intention. I just think they didn't want the difficulties. But, yeah, no, they don't need it. No. Let the teams pull up to the same practice, have a quick shootout for third place in college. Yeah, just take there. pens, honestly. The MLS '90s pens, <laughs> or like at a hotel, take it at a hotel in the pool or something, and I don't know. I don't award multiple bronze medals. I don't yeah. think maybe yeah. a little, maybe a little like, five, nation... like a little five aside on like a little practice pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nations Bel- League doesn't need bronze medals. But no. I guess it was kind of funny to me that in the Nations League, Belgium got reminded of the two teams that. Shut down their golden generation's last chance at a title. France took them yeah. out in eighteen. Did you see Italy Ke- in the yeah. Euros a month ago, and they got to lose to both of them one yeah. more time. Did you see the Kevin De Bruyne interview that he was that he said? You know, yeah. it's like a he golden generation, done. but it's like it's done compared to Italy and Spain. And we don't France. have the teams it's like, that they, it's the like players not, that they have. Yeah. yeah, 
They have a starting 11, which they do. But they don't have... Uh, the, the they, have a, they have a front five. <laughs> they I, don't have, about, I don't know about the center backs anymore. Vertonghen and Aldevarel, they're getting up there. Denier's good. De Bruyne is usually brutally honest. I remember when City lost to Lyon. Uh... Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk. And when they lost to Lyon, it was... Uh... I don't know if I can quote him word for word on air, but... You know, same stuff, different year to censor. After With all his frustration... And now... Yeah, he's not afraid to let one loose. He knows he's... Oh, that's one of the best videos. I love that video Why didn't so they much. just let him talk? It's so good. Let him talk. Let the man talk. De Bruyne's like the best player on both of his teams, and he knows the best player <laughs> on both of his teams. So he's like, yeah, I can say this. They know it's... It wasn't yeah. my fault we lost. It's fair. <laughs> uh, and then the, the final, France... Uh, beat Spain and the uh, the whole Mbappe thing, that that being not offside was just wild. I love that Luca has put the offside definition and uh, the rule definition in the in the yeah, doc. That's too. the that's the definition of what it means in that specific instance where like a player is trying to deliberately go for the ball and block it like Eric Garcia was. But uh, but the the interpretation of it's horrible uh, of what a save is to the IFAB International Football Association board makes it's ambiguous. So you don't know if a player's trying to intercept or make a pass. Yeah, no. And if it brushes like it did to Eric Garcia, it's it doesn't make any sense. A player in an offside position receiving the ball from an opponent who deliberately plays the ball, including by deliberate handball, is not considered to have gained an advantage from their position unless it was a deliberate save by an opponent. So, And then this was beautiful from Eric Garcia in the post-game interview. He said, what was I supposed to do? Just let the ball slide and hope that Mbappe is, was like, offside. is offside. I, and no coach is going to ever instruct that. No, you can't. You, you know, can't. It, it, you know, it's not you, like it was like a close. It was it was close. It was like close. Mbappe was off by like half a meter. Yeah. And Mbappe's yeah, yeah, so it, fast that you could have just assumed he was in behind you. Naturally. Yeah. No. And if you and if you're playing against a guy like Mbappe, you do anything possible to try to get it away. And how is that considered a save? He's thirty yards out. Yeah. It's it, it considered a save. It considered pass interception back. pass. That's what they're trying to do. If it's a pass back, because if it's a pass back, it. No, the one also go and then the second one that that really got me like, that really got me going was that the referee decided that Mbappe's run wasn't a real danger. So even it, even if everything Mbappe gets the ball, Mbappe in behind one on one. Yeah, it's look he's outside. He look giving look he's giving he's t- like twenty yards outside the box. But what do you think Mbappe's gonna do? Turn a one eighty and pass it back to Griezmann? No, he's gonna go right to goal. You'd be like, nah, I was offside here. It's like how is it? How is it not a real? How is Mbappe not a real danger when he's twenty yards outside the box? I will say though, number one, great take by Mbappe. The scissor, or the, yeah. the little step over on Simon and. Oh, finish yeah. rounding him without actually rounding him. Brilliant. Also, and this isn't like justification, like it was a bad call. We've seen so many annoying goals called back for offsides because, you know, the, the thread on their shirt was just a little bit over the line. Yeah, it's the, the, the finger like, t- it was, it was the, the Mane's armpit. Yeah. It was like, how do I tell my kids that this was offside and this wasn't? And the fact that we've gone through all of that, it was almost a breath of fresh air for the mistake to be a goal given. Also, I wanted the Mbappe redemption arc. I didn't want Spain yeah. to win. Yeah. Everything kind of yeah. came in. Those parts happened. Again, it's not justification, Yawn. but I was a little bit like, hey, you know, I'll take it. How can you like Mbappe like that much when he's like Holland's rival? I don't know. Like, I, I was, I was. He's not. Heavily, like, it's not like everyone hates him. Like I was I, I, turned off of PSG when they mocked Holland. And like, yeah. And like you, because I think I don't know if you remember. I wanted them to win the Champions League that year, going back to the group stages, and then by the final, I was rooting for Bayern. <laughs> but I don't know something about I felt so bad well feeling bad for professionals not the right word yeah, but I was hurt when Mbappe missed that penalty against Switzerland I don't know I like the guy and I'm uh, losing my because obviously Messi's never been my guy and I'm losing my Neymar lust so he's kind of mm. my guy on the PSG front three and I don't know his style's too He's too sick to not like. He's a good rivals. dude. Like he is just a good dude. Yeah. Like the Selly. Future Galactico at Real Madrid. <laughs> and like even with like how deluded you guys know I am when it comes to Dortmund takes, I've never really been able to say Holland is better than Mbappe. I don't know. I think that's a real conversation now. now. No, no, no. Because no, th- he's I, gotten so much better now yeah. that this would this season would be the first time I'd actually consider it. But like last year and the year before, I, I could never really 
I mean, because I couldn't even fake that one. Mbappe was shredding teams apart at 17. Yeah. yeah. Dortmund was one of them. Yeah. Of course, that's the that's the picture that made it famous. His knee slide with the the the, ye- the yellow wall right behind him. Is that PSG or Monaco? Monaco. Okay, I thought so. No, remember also tearing Man City. Lovely. No, that was such a good run. That was a good run, and that yeah, that was Mbappe's you know like second year in playing professionally. And no one knew what he was fifteen, sixteen. So no. that we really kind of felt like his first. Yeah. Um. So Premier League, it's back this weekend, finally. All these international breaks, man. Oh, one more note on international break? Yes. You guys remember the heart attack Europe had when Germany lost North Macedonia? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they were the first team to qualify. There we go. First team to qualify to, for yeah. Qatar. Also, shout out Denver. Uh, Denver. Denmark. <laughs> shout for, out Denver. I was looking, NFL Lives on the Denver TV. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> shout out Denmark for being the best team in Europe. For I, Yeah. 8-0. <laughs> tw- okay, let's be honest. Their group. Scotland. <laughs> well, not the fact that, come on, not the fact that Scotland's on, but and that's I mean, Austria is underperforming. The next best team is Scotland, and then you got Israel, Faroe Islands, and Moldova. Hey, but 28-0, and 0, goal difference with 8-0? and 0? Uh, Not giving up any is pretty impressive. Not giving up a single goal. That's such a... Pretty impressive. I really like their, their little core of young trio now that, I mean, I can't act like I knew any of them before the Euros, but... Dahlberg, Damsgaard, and uh, Mala. Yeah, and you I still don't... have Schmeichel in goal. Mm. They do have Schme- yeah actually okay the, the zero goals conceded makes a little more sense. Hoiberg and Delaney. Hoiberg and Delaney is a is a tough midfield to go against. Kier, right? Yes. Simon Kier, yeah. Yusuf Poulsen up top. Ooh, we're we're getting a little more shaky with the talent now. He's not so meta. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, whatever, also whatever. Thank you because I meant to say Scotland can qualify with three points from the last two games. You qualify for the playoffs? For the no no straight into the World Cup. How? Because we're in second right now. Don't second teams all play each other? No, the There's, third place. The teams. third place teams have a playoff. The third no, 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 place no, no. teams. I think, I think you're. I think you're going with Euros. Because no, this is, I think the World Cup too. Because there's ten. Te- there's ten groups. So ten first place teams, and then ten. Is it really ten groups? Ten, ten groups. So A through I. So then ten second or J, whatever comes second. Isn't uh, this in the? Is the one in Qatar the new one with forty eight teams? No, no, that's America's the test run. Okay. Yeah. So you got to. I could have sworn you got to finish second because because fifteen European teams make sense. 25 is what would happen if third-place teams played the third, and that's two-thirds of the World Cup. Is, I, was check- I, was, I was actually checking exactly to find out Scotland's uh, chances. I, but I saw something that so said that... Um, Maybe that's how you just finished second. Yeah, that said, like, yeah. So the UEFA second round of qualification tournament for the World Cup, also known as the playoffs, will be contested by 12 teams... From the UEFA standings. Twelve. What? Is that second place teams all ten advance? Yeah. Are you guys sure? Yeah. Yes. It's the third place. I always thought it was the third place team that heads into like a, a little playoff. That's what it's always been, but I. Uh, yeah. Wait, hold up! Hold up! Hold up! What's the second round exactly? I don't know. Advances to second round. But UEFA has thirteen places. So ten groups. So ten, ten automatic. Wait, I, I don't know. I'm a little. The, the I'm wa- playoffs we're, is a 12, I'm we're working through this live on the air. <laughs> the 10 group winners will go direct to the finals. And then I'm assuming the 10 runners up will play each other. This is oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I just scrolled down. Wait, hold up. Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're throwing in. Uh... Okay, here's how it goes, right? Pretty sure. Spit it. It's a 12. There's 12 teams that go to the second round because it's the 10 group runners up and then two teams from the Nations League oh. that may not have topped their group. So this is new. Yeah, so this okay. is getting incorporated in. So it's going to be six second place teams, really five, will advance. But it, the two best automatically. Best two nations no, no, you got to play each other. So I'm pretty So sure. if you don't finish oh. first, nothing's automatic. Yeah, I'm, I'm 90% sure about this. That is interesting right here. Look at that. The, be- the best two Nations League group winners that finished outside of the top two in their qualifying group will advance to the playoffs and will be, unseat- will be unseated in the semifinal draw. I don't know who that technically is right now. Yeah, I don't know either. Because, I mean, how are you going to do that good in the nation? That good. I know it's like three games. But yeah, you can't and then not the finish end. top two. I don't know, but hey, all you gotta do. Did you guys end up beating the Fair Islands? Yeah, one nil in the eighty sixth right, minute. Oh, I, I saw you guys like. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was sweating. I was, I was, I was sweating. A little, uh, 
Hey, you got two games left. You're four points clear. Win one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So you're still going to that second round, most right. likely. One of the games is against Denmark. But the other one's against Moldova. Oh, okay, so you're good. Yeah. yeah. If it was Denmark and Austria, then we might be having a different conversation. You guys beat Moldova 1-0 at home? Was that a frustrating one to watch? Uh, that might have honestly been before Stevie Clark came in. Okay. It's that just that might have been before the Euros. Because you know how the tables are set. So I'm looking at it. Denmark beat them 8-0 at home. Scotland beat them 1-0 at home. <laughs> <laughs> one of these is not like the other. <laughs> So the way they do the playoffs is <clears throat> like three pools of four teams, essentially, and it's the best of the four in each one. That's what it looks like. There will be three routes, each with four teams, featuring a semifinal and final for a place at the World Cup in March 2022. Yeah, that's all foreign to me. And yeah. it'll be it'll be seeded based on qualifying round points. See, my only worry is that. In, like, a good group, you could, like, Spain and Sweden are in the same group. Sweden, you could play Sweden and get screwed. Or France. France's group has Ukraine, Finland, and Bosnia. Italy has Switzerland. Oh, I just... Belgium has Wales. Netherlands has Turkey and Norway. So this is exactly how European qualifying was for you guys. Remember you played Israel and then Serbia? I think so. It it is. It's just divided into a bunch of semifinals. Okay, now now it makes more sense to me. Like, But, like, England's group, they have Poland in theirs. Yeah. Well, so Poland is tough. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna have to play a good team to get to get there. Yeah, no, your points total does really matter for your. And I mean, if Portugal doesn't get, well, there are a few games behind of Serbia, but they better not be a second place team. Yeah, Italy and Switzerland are also tied in points right now in Group C. Less games though, right? Because of less, yeah, League? yeah, less games. Yeah, I mean, those two draws last international break were a little annoying, but Italy will be fine. Well, that was a tangent and a half. Yeah, no, that <laughs> was uh, that was Sorry. equations, math, one, science. One more thing, says Adam. <laughs> no, and then we go for 10 minutes. No, that's good. Uh, so EPL is back. The best one on the docket this weekend, Leicester, Leicester United. And this is a United without Varane, without Maguire. And who knows who else will be injured. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I'm excited. It's going to be because I really haven't paid too much attention to Leicester this season. And all I know is like. They're just quietly off to a horrible start. Yeah. And they're not winning games. Didn't they lose to Brighton last time? I Yeah, they had a they had a terrible result because Sam was texting me. Yeah, I had to text yeah. him just trying to get the, the crystal breakdown. the Crystal What's... Palace draw was tough. And they keep tying games two yeah. two. They tied Palace. Always and... it's always two two. Well, because they're uh Yeah, no, they did no lose defense, to Brighton. just vibes team. Jamie Hardy. <laughs> They have three two twos in the last five game, six games, and they lost their last uh, Europa League game too. Just toss a five around the two two scoreline. Like yeah, Warsaw. Yeah, they're winless in the two uh, Europa League games, and I- I'm excited though because I haven't really sat down to watch them. Even when they played Man City, there was a I think I was watching the United game that day. So, yeah, it was Ronaldo's debut. So no, I haven't caught them at all. And even though. I don't. Th- I'm not willing to give United a full pass if they lose without their two starting center backs. And it's a huge reason. I mean, then the game. Lindelof's been good though. Lindelof has. Lindelof good. It's, really, it's just. Yeah. It's just the other one. It's going to be either yeah. Eric Bailly or Phil Jones. <laughs> I think it's going to be Eric Bailly. <laughs> I mean, well, when Eric Bailly doesn't make it through the 90 minutes, it'll be Phil Jones. <laughs> or you throw Matic back there. Those two, both of those guys have been linked with Newcastle, Bailly and Phil Jones. Like sweet, the Saudis want to buy Phil Jones. Way to use that money. <laughs> <laughs> Pay like $2 million for him. I saw, oh, I saw Nicholas Zula linked on a free. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, ev- any player that's coming out of contract this year it's, is has been linked to Newcastle. free game. <laughs> Mbappe included. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, be a little you, soon for him. Yeah. United need the win against... Too big of a step up in his career. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luca. <laughs> yeah. No, United need the win. They... United, they I mean, They're, three points get puts them close to the top of the table, you know, at, at I, first and second. And I think when you have the worst manager of the four, you have the least wiggle room of ooh, the four. Ooh, so I know you're right. You're right. Yeah. Ole. Yeah. yeah, Ole. yeah. I had to think about the other ones first. No, yeah, no, nothing controversial there. I, two, I, two, I, two, I, Pep, Klopp, and two. Yeah. Yeah. Ole. <laughs> so, three Champions League winners, Ole. Uh, also, Tuchel's the only one of those three without a Prem yet, but that might change the season. It could. Uh, I love that Chelsea's ahead. Some yeah. a, a small part of me wants them to win it this year. I think as long City can't be the first place team early because I think I feel like everyone suspects they're going to click the hardest. I mean, they weren't in first until like 15 weeks in last year. Yeah, and then they just and then they won it by like 15 points. Yeah, and then they completely yeah. ran away with it because we know how what kind of win streaks they can go on. Yeah, 
and just the depth they have to balance all the competitions. Yeah, and then the injuries too. You, you know, they can be easily replaced for most players there. Yeah. So, no, I think United can't afford to keep slipping. No, not at all. And I mean, but they're winless. They keep slipping, but they're only two points back. Yeah, no, yeah, but they're winless in the last of two. Of top or of mm. the team most ahead? I actually haven't looked of at top. the table all international break. Yeah. Only, Chelsea's yeah, got 16, uh, oh. City, United, and Everton, and Brighton are all oh. at 14. Yeah, yeah, because they drew, but Liverpool and City drew each other, so that'll kind of, yeah. Wild that Brighton is in six with eight goals in seven games. Four yeah. wins, two draws, and a loss. Yeah. <laughs> also, Chelsea-Brentford this week, and who would have thought that would be a top seven matchup? Yeah, yeah Brent, really Brentford's doing the thing. Yeah, Brentford's the re- money ball. Every every feel like promotion class has a has that one exciting team I, that really but leaves. That's its been like a recent years thing. Like the last two or three, it was Leeds last year, Sheffield United the year before that, and then before that, it the, like the teams would always finish bottom half no matter what. Yeah, you know, all yeah. three of them. It always be like, all, 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 all you wanted to do was stay up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, teams like QPR or Sunderland, something like that. Uh, it's been too long for QPR. Yo-yo clubs. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen QPR. No, it's good to see. And I kind of always felt like when they beat Arsenal, I was like, you know, they're not going to be the only – I mean, Big Six really isn't the – you can't really say it the way you used to. No. But I always thought, and I was proven, well, unfortunately, with Liverpool, that I always thought one a great team was going to go to Brentford and not win. And Arsenal, just the fact that it was the opener is what really made it a bad result for them. Again, unfortunately, Liverpool is the team that showed it. But they're they're an exciting team, especially their home games. I hope they don't fall off heavy. Again, it's only seven games. And I guess to go back to what I was saying earlier, I didn't realize United was still that close. But how unconvincing they've been is, I guess, kind of, even in wins, is kind of what's magnetizing it for me. And I just kind of feel like they're going to... I just get less and less convinced every week that they can really compete with the top three. So a win this week can go a long way for them. Even though, yeah, now that I look at it, a draw and they're only four points back of first, assuming Chelsea beats Brentford. Absolutely, I agree. They they can't afford to drop points, especially. Hey, we know about new manager bounces, but are we getting a new owner bounce from the your lads? I mean, I I, I think this game this weekend is mandatory viewing. I just want to see what St. James's look like. That is going to be the most raucous place to be in the entire world come Sunday. Like, I, I would cancel anything I had to to be able to watch that game. And I will. You can't. <laughs> I don't have anything. I'm clearing my Sunday until the, the MSU OSU game. Okay, it's, just, it's before. It's I at 11 30. Yeah. Okay, good. Take, I mean, yes. like, if you're going to cancel. Yes. I might have to join. <laughs> yeah, Adam's like, you should let me know. Yeah. Like, Ian, I might no. have to join you for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like cans will be flowing throughout the stadium. Like, it is going to be. I'm expecting to see flags yeah. everywhere. Until Harry I, Kane I, silences Saudi it. Arabian flags. I, I, I it's just gonna be great. No, I'm... wave, yeah, wave the green flag <laughs> with the the sword on it, or whatever. It's the letters. Uh, that would be. A... No, just wait until Harry Kane silences the place. It, has he scored how... in the Premier? Who? Kane? Harry? Yes. He has. Okay. He's got yeah. You know, it would be funny, though, if Spurs won, like, 4-0 or something, yeah, no, no, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Like, for like what the you, atmosphere is just bouncing, and then we just get housed. For what you just said, it would be horrible if the first play of the game, or within five minutes, it was 1-0. Yeah. What if we go up, though? If we go up in the first five minutes, rocking. oh, my God. There's going to be a, a minor earthquake on Tyneside. Oh, in no, northern England. It's, oh, I just... I can't wait. A tsunami, like, I really tsunami can't. watch in, in northern England. Like, I'm so excited that I honestly, even if Steve Bruce is still in the dugout, it'll be okay. Like, it well, will I mean, be okay. At, at this point, it's Thursday. They play Sunday. But just the, the thing is, is if he's in the dugout and they get booted and, and like, it's bad, he is going to feel 60,000 fingers at him and oh. feel all of the wrath. Energized all wrath. All of it. Not Ener- depressed wrath. No, it'll be, get out of my club. What are you still doing here? <laughs> also, type attitude. Kane hasn't scored yet in the Prem. Kane has got – he's bagged a goal. No, he bagged – I mean, he played in the Nations or in the Nations League, Conference League. I'm really hoping for your sake he doesn't break that streak against you guys and deflate the stadium. I also just don't like Kane, so two-way. <laughs> but, hey, uh, hey, you pocket Kane, you score, you go up 2-0, who knows? Yeah, I don't think the South Americans will be playing for Tottenham either. Just oh, yeah. I thought they yeah. I thought they. I saw something about Fabinho yes. saying, like, uh, the doctors think he should go straight to Spain to play in their – Whatever their midweek game is. Doesn't make any sense. So, like, no Lo Celso, no Davinson Sanchez for... It's not a for Romero yet. either. Yeah, no Romero. You don't have no Christian Romero. Also, oh. team, Christian Romero's team of the week card in FIFA. Oh, 
absurd. It is Liverpool Atletico. Yeah, this this oh, they what to, they Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, that is just yeah. this 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 like uh, run of fixtures right now is just insane. You go on break, you play what is it? Was this two or thirty game window? It was two, wasn't it? Yeah, some some games. teams play three. But still, some teams play. Yeah, three. and so yeah. you're playing you're playing weekend midweek weekend with your club midweek in Europe, and then back on the weekend again. Yeah, that's absurd. That's honestly might be more congested than the college schedule right now. A lot of English, uh, a lot of English weeks coming up for everyone consecutively. It's great though. I mean, it's great for the viewer. Yeah, and just not for the players. Oh, a Tuesday night or a Tuesday on Wednesday without Champions League? How blank does the week feel? Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, no, you're I, like, what do I do? Yeah, because I have I go I usually go home, watch the Champions League for a bit, eat something before I go to my next class, and then it's like it's boring when there's nothing there. Yeah, when your team plays. On Saturday, doesn't play again until Saturday. Uh, yeah. Until the gap. next two Saturdays. Oh, yeah, with international break. Yeah. But internationals has been more exciting for me recently. Also, side note, talking about Prem, and I'm not going to fully pivot back to international break before it turns into a five-minute <laughs> discussion. <laughs> Werner has quietly scored five goals in five games under Flick. Really? And uh, if he could just pivot that to under two. Uh, yeah, and he scored the game winner last time out for Chelsea. Timo, I, Timo Cook. Hey. <laughs> Ava Werner. Hansi Hassler. Hansi's a... I had to say Flick, not Hansi, just so we wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> right. I had, to keep, I had to keep myself in check. Which Hansi, yeah. But, uh, hey, and I always felt like with Werner, it's, it was always... And it's not like I'm saying I was proven right, but I'm hoping it was always a confidence thing. So if he can really just carry these goals... And, I mean, when's the last time Werner scored in three straight games? Mm. Probably with Red... Probably yeah, Leipzig. Leipzig. Have to be at Leipzig. Yeah, no, and so with the international break, actually, I don't think he scored in three straight. He just scored a two against Macedonia to make it three and three. Mm, but good enough. Good enough. That'll... If he can just carry that in, and it's Brentford. Brentford plays very open. Liverpool was yep. able to get in. It's gonna be stretched. It's gonna be stretched. He's got to score. Oh, assuming he starts, because Tuchel. Which is not for certain. Yeah, no, he definitely. If Mount's back, which I haven't actually checked on. Again, international. Break. Mount on the Ballon d'Or list, by the way. But the Ballon d'Or list should not be 30. No, you're, you're there's not, no point. Should not, it you're should narrow it down to a lot more, especially, the line, if it's, especially if it's a top three. Also, I saw something that was a really good point about Jorginho. Um, Jorginho this season was good, He, but like his season this year wouldn't make it in Sergio Busquets' like top three, four years. No, especially when Busquets won a treble in the year before. He won six trophies a world in cup, a year. Yeah, right. a World Cup. Yeah. You're talking about his, like, his Champions League winning one? Yeah, or, yeah. any of them. Yeah. The ones where he won the Euros or the World Cup. No, no I meant Jorginho. Like this oh, season currently yeah, yeah, yeah. or his last yeah, yeah, yeah. season? Like that... this past one. Yeah. Where, yeah, he won yeah, everything. Busquets was instrumental I mean, in those Spain teams. Now, and Jorginho was good, but he wasn't instrumental like Busquets was. To, I just won't. I, I don't want to too devalue just how impressive Champions League to Euro Cup was. And he was the consistent factor because as much I hate. I mean, he was the one guy in both teams. Yeah, and I hate the you know, consistent factor in the way that Verratti and Barella don't play 120 minutes and Italy kept going to overtime. I, I had, he would always finish the games when Italy would uh, load the bench. I just didn't like the one penalty that he missed. Oh, yeah. It was a pretty big penalty to miss. <laughs> that was a big one if to Saka, miss. If Saka and Donnarumma didn't have his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I. But yeah, I mean, he's been and, great. I mean, he's been great, but. And Busquets yeah, but, did but, have yeah. the luxury of playing with Xavi and Iniesta for those great years. So, I mean, it probably wouldn't make a top three season, but I feel like... But it's always difficult because Ballon d'Or, you, you're going to get the guys who show up on the stat sheet the most. You know, That's who, a problem with France football. Or uh, not even the stat, but like the guys that win the trophies. Yeah, they just kind of, they pick a team and, okay, we'll take four players off them. Yes. They're, oh... Yeah, and it's also in. who won Champions League and the international tournament that year. Yeah, like, yeah. Who made a real impact? Like, is is Kies on it? No, no, really. I don't think so. Which he I'm really surprised just because I, he did well in the in yeah, the Euros. No, no, no. And I think he should have been on it because he's probably he's also been one of the best wingers for his age. He's a good player. Get, no, get, Pedri, awesome. get Pedri awesome. off the top thirty. Yeah, no, Pedri. Oh no, my, are we serious? He's he's a good player. He's a damn good player, but not on the Ballon d'Or no, right now. No, 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 no. Oh. Just cut putting players. That's just silly. The fact that we, I mean, granted, we can kind of say this about 27 of the 30, but there's like 20 players that just have no business being in the Phil Foden the is in there too. Oh, because City just said De Bruyne yeah. made it, Diaz made it, Foden made it, Sterling made it. Sterling probably exclusively for England. Riyad Mahrez is in Mahrez, there too. Mahrez, okay, come on now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that too. Lautaro Martinez made it in there. 
Mason Mount made it. He won Copa in Serie A, but I mean, I don't think anyone was really thinking about his Copa. Yeah, I was thinking about him at all. No. I like Barella being in the 30 just because, again, Serie A. I didn't like how Jorginho got so much more hype than him. Because I thought, you know, inner breaking Juve's yeah. dominance. I mean, then... I'm, I'm always more impressed by Barella. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, no, Jorginho is by far my least favorite of the three midfielders. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't want to come across as, you know, some Jorginho fan. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> not, not where I was going, but I'll take it. I, he's never been my guy, but man, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah, Ballon list, weird. Also, why haven't they announced, probably because they're not going to do it, that they're going to re- announce the 2020 winner? Can we just give Lewandowski his Ballon d'Or? Yeah, they completely. I'm worried that unless the sympathy votes can carry him to winning the 2021 one, he needs to. I don't know if he wins it, Adam. I need to see him carrying it. I know, no, the 2020 but... edition. Yeah, oh, the 2020 oh, like, edition. It it should have been I'm saying give two Ballon d'Ors on one ceremony because they're. Yeah, because they missed the last. The they missed the last one. They yeah. didn't even award it last year, did they? No, they canceled no, they didn't feel, it because they didn't feel France the need canceled to. The they're the yeah. only top five league. Fra- yeah, France football decided to say no. Yeah, because they can't. Because League One didn't finish. Do they have something against Germans. They one hundred percent have something. There against is well, anyone that's not named Messi. Anyone that's not named Messi or Ronaldo. Thing was, uh, no, well, the first factor was that Neymar and Mbappe couldn't pad the stats because League One didn't come back. It's like that year Luka Modric won the Ballon d'Or. That was the biggest farce in the history of world football. Like Luka Modric is great, but it was like giving it that year was like giving it to Jorginho if they gave it to him this year. Yeah, it would have been. It's like almost the same thing. It's because he won the Champions League and he won the World Cup. Or he came second. Okay, he came second, second, second in the World Cup. What I'll differentiate is Modric actually has a shout at being best midfielder in the world. I don't think yes. anyone's No, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Modric is talented Modric, enough. You'd rank, no, yeah. You would rank him as the best midfielder in the Skill-wise, world. Skill-wise, he's much better than Jorginho. Yeah. The fact that we're even talking about giving it to Jorginho just blows my mind. It's absurd. Uh, around the rest of Europe. Uh, Juve Roma, kind of a big game. Maybe not in terms of where... The, where Juve's at in the table. <laughs> no, but yeah, but a, w- a win for Juve would do them good, just as much as for Roma. Roma can climb up to the top three with Jose. a win. And Juve's got their, getting their act together yeah. slowly, so... But how about this Tammy Abraham in Roma? Yeah, Becoming man. a different... He's different. It's going to be like crazy it. when they finish fifth and Jose falls out with everyone, and then he um, comes to manage Newcastle, and he takes them from the championship to the Premier League next year. Ah. The, jo- the good old, jo- the good old Jose gets him promoted. Had to, get that, had to get that last detail in. Yep, he's gonna build the club back because of his love for Bobby Robson, or oh, Char- yeah. yeah, Robson. I will say though, with Ab- Tammy, I just the stats aren't as good as I would kind of assume. The way like after his first game in Serie A, everyone saw, oh, Tammy Abraham, this guy's a mismatch. The Italian defenders can't handle him. It's gonna be crazy this season. And I'm like, all right, you know, two goals, two assists, seven games. You're the primary striker. I feel like that's a little yeah, low. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no more Ed and Jacko. The savior. Yeah, the savior. Oh, I mean, Inter. look at him at Inter. Yeah, at Inter. He's Is he doing, doing well? Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Surprise, amazingly well right now, I'm pretty I mean, sure. I- Inter has some good forwards. They have Joaquin Correa, Ed and Jacko, and Lautaro Martinez. Also, Barella's like six assists in seven games. Yes. Oh, yeah, Jacko, six goals, seven games. That's pretty good. Inter's offense is kind of just amazing right now. It is kind of amazing. Uh, And then Dortmund, Adam. Going through an injury bug. I mean, I think they should be able to beat Mainz, whatever pans out. But Guerrero's out. Reyna's out for a little longer. Holland's in a rush to get back. Mokoko's out. But I'd rather play Renier anyways if Holland's out. I think Dorgan should be good. Guerrero's really the absence I'm, like, sad and disappointed about because I don't know when he's back and he's playing amazing. And bigger than the Mainz game, there's Ajax on whatever the midweek game is. I don't know if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. And we're competing with them for top of the group. I, I, if it's the home game and we go in shorthanded and lose that one, it won't, won't pan us out too well for topping the group. But I'm, I'm hoping Mainz is a win. It should be. Everyone's – I actually don't even know where Mainz is in the table right now, but I don't think they were doing too well last time I checked. But – they just got to win. Bayern has a tough game that we'll get to next, but if if Leverkusen can do us a favor, Dorman can jump Bayern. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Also, I guess the other upside would be that if Leverkusen does – I mean, Leverkusen will fall off regardless. I'm not nervous about them finishing above Dorman. But Leverkusen's also a point above of us. So they lose. Someone's getting jumped. I still prefer it to be Bayern. It should be a win this weekend, but – you know, it's 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 uneasy feeling. You don't want to come out of an international break with backups. 
It's been so it's been two weeks since you've seen your team play. And I'm gonna see Nico Schultz starting left back. Now, and that's not exactly the return to Bundesliga I was hoping for. Yeah, international break makes things tough always. Man, Guerrero went to Portugal for one day and got injured. It wasn't even in the game, <laughs> it was in training. I don't understand. Oh, God. And it always happens. I think Marco Rose has like a history of players getting injured. And now it's just whenever they leave, whenever they switch up to a different trainer, I don't know, hot water to cold water, something goes wrong. But You think Leverkusen has a chance? Didn't Bayern just drop one in the league? Yes. There's no way they do it again. They lost at home to no. Frankfurt. It ended a two-year unbeaten run at home. Well, it's Leverkusen away. See, Leverkusen usually takes a game off of either Dortmund or Bayern, and Dortmund beat them last month. So, um, hey. Florian Verts in great form. So you're telling me there's a chance. Hey, I'm telling you there's a great chance. <laughs> so there's a chance. I don't think Verts <laughs> has had a Bundesliga game. He hasn't had a stat in. Uh, Czech Republic striker's name is slipping my mind right now. Patrick Schick. Schick. Patrick Schick. 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 Get, get him Schick. out of my podcast. The former Roma <laughs> looked, man. The second I said his name, I looked at you because obviously you have fond <sighs> memories of him. Never going to forget Mr. Bom- the Bomber. Screw Patrick Schick. So, hey, between the two of them, score three goals on Noya. Yeah, Schick has six goals in seven games. Verts just won Dude, Bundesliga Ro- player. Roma let him walk away. I'm just telling you. Did he walk? Yeah. Okay. Patrick Schick was a big hit. Jesus. was a big hit in Italy. Went to Roma. Didn't do much and then just walked away. Verts has four goals, five assists in six games. As 18. Uh, 18. It's not oh, bad. <laughs> Put, and, put him on the Ballon d'Or list. Yeah, might as well. Hey, <laughs> I mean, Germany won the U21 Euros. Yeah. Talk about accomplishments. Yeah. Hey, if Mr. Foden's there. Now, I got to look at what happened with Schick. All I know is Leverkusen kept bringing in strikers. There was Volland, who fell out first. Alario. Don't Ol- they have Andre Silva now? No, that's Leipzig. Leipzig, replace, has, uh, Leipzig has Andre Silva. Really? I didn't yeah. know he left. Yeah. Yeah, Frankfurt, when they. I it was him. the most quiet signing of the summer. It was like two weeks before the season mm-hmm. started. Mm. But Frankfurt blew the Champions League last season and lost their manager and best player as a result. Yeah, I missed it. Dude. it was really... I, I was very excited when he signed for Milan like five years ago. Yeah, and, then, and then he barely got any game time. They sold him immediately. And I, I thought he was going to be really good, and he is really good. He just he, he signed before you guys had direction. Exactly. That's when they, the same, that was the tra- same transfer when they signed Chanolu. <laughs> Final thoughts, gents. Um. We kept we kept everything. Got today. everything. Yeah. Got everything. Went on tangents. Did some research. Some live research. Equations. <laughs> no, it was good. Thanks for uh, coming along this far with us. Whole slate of stuff this week. So come back next week, and we will discuss it. Your source for all things MSU soccer and beyond. The DeMartin Download. Uh, as always, we hope that you have found this episode to be in the great words of Ray Hudson. Majesty. That was a bad one. See you next week.